It's 8pm, Tuesday, April the 16th, 2019, and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. very good evening to you and you're very welcome to tonight's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the programme this evening, Katrina Scully from West Limerick Resources has details about the West Limerick Food Destination Programme and Manuela Spinelli, Secretary General of Eurotalk Ireland, the European Community of Chefs and Cooks, has details about the Association's annual food awards. But before that, if you'd like to get in touch with me here at the Best Possible Taste, you can make contact by emailing s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation or have a look at Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So my first guest tonight has details about a programme which is designed to promote collaboration amongst food and drink businesses in West Limerick with a view to consolidating the region as a food destination. Katrina Scully is a leader project officer with West Limerick Resources and I met her a few weeks ago to find out about the West Limerick Food Destination Programme. Let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Katrina, we're here today to talk about the West Limerick Food Destination Programme, which has taken place this year, 2019. Food is definitely a passion of yours. It's something that you've worked in 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 a previous life before joining West Limerick Resources. What inspired you to apply for funding to create this programme? Last year, the Department of Rural Community and Marine um, launched the Leader Food Initiative. So it's a a nationwide funding um, through the Rural Development Programme. There was 15 million available for um, all the different, uh, any artisan food businesses, small, medium or micro, um, and or collectives of, or anybody who wanted to develop uh, an area, like a food trail or anything like that. So we had, we had launched it here um, in West Limerick Resources. Um, we are the Rural Development Programme uh, company here in West Limerick. And we had launched it back in April last year um, there wasn't a lot of applications coming in for funding, so we wanted to figure out how we could um, bring together the food sector in West Limerick to start working together so that we could um, start rolling out this funding in the community. So there's quite a lot in the programme. We're going to talk about a few of the different activities that you have set up. But before we do that, who is it aimed at? Who have you targeted and who has taken part? Yeah, so it's aimed at anybody involved in food. And we've taken an angle of focusing on food tourism because there's a big push towards developing Ireland as a food tourism destination. Um, And all forms of tourism are affected by the food experience. So it's a great angle to be working with. We've got a wealth of food experiences here in West Limerick. We've got some great restaurants, um, some really great food producers that are like farms that offer farm experiences. So we wanted to look at a way that we could bring those together and promote them collectively. So we've targeted initially um, 
we didn't put out necessarily a press release for the, this particular program. We sent out emails to those people that we'd had engagement with previously through the Limerick Food Network, through the work that we'd already been doing through previous funding um, opportunities, and through my own experience of having, you know, say, done a food tour with yourself, or um, you know, working with the working with the industry here. Um, so it's it's starting off kind of you know nice and slow. We launched it there um, on the 18th of February. And um, we had um, Tom Flavin speak at it, the Limerick uh, Food Champion, um, Wade Murphy from 1826 and Sinead Hennessy from Falter Island, who's the food, um, food tourism officer in Falter Island. So we had the, the three of those speak at it. And um, the program is run by uh, Tina O'Dwyer, who's a specialist in developing these kinds of um, networks. We kind of see this as turning into... Not so much a food trail, so it, it won't be exactly like, say, the Sligo food trail or the Burren food trail, and it won't be exactly like the Bur- uh, the Boyne food series or, um, and, or like, say, the West Cork, you know, Fuchsia brands. We're not going to be adopting any of those in particular, but we will definitely be taking from that. So we want restaurants involved, we want hotels involved, we want any food producers involved, and anybody involved, even down to service stations, you know, if they're offering a unique food experience or a good coffee or this, they could be promoted as part of this or they could take from the learning. I think it's a great opportunity, as you say, to look at other parts of Ireland and see what they've done and what works for them because everywhere is different and everywhere has its own attributes and its own characteristics and that's something to definitely build on. Absolutely. Um, And it's unique to that particular area and you mentioned Fulcher Ireland and Sinead Hennessy there who said at the launch about whenever people think about Ireland food is not the first thing that comes to mind. They might think about big brands like Guinness and Hennessy and maybe more rustic type food which doesn't really reflect the quality of the food that we have here in the country. Absolutely there's uh, there's some amazing food being produced and some fantastic chefs and restaurants. Ireland is uh, actually Wade and Tom both mentioned at the launch that they had been away cooking as chefs in places like Singapore and Chicago and various other places around the world and that when they decided to come back to West Limerick for their own particular reasons they were just gobsmacked because they were reminded at the quality of food that we have here in Ireland. The amazing food produce, the agricultural produce that we have, the different artisan producers who are doing really unique and creative things. Um, and then, so they were amazed by that. But Ireland's not known internationally. We're a tiny, tiny little island. Um, but Fulcher Island have recognised the wealth that we do have and that it is superior to a lot of the other places, even some that are considered main food destinations. And they've decided they're going to start promoting Ireland as a food destination internationally over a three-year period starting this September. So they're going to be doing a calendar of events, which any, as I said, restaurant, hotel, anybody offering um a food experience and whatever that food experience might be if it's something unique or if, even if it's something not necessarily unique but the if it's something that they're offering and they want to promote it um, if they were hosting it between the middle of September and the middle of November then Falter Island will put up that calendar events and be doing that promotion on their behalf outside of the country and that's the shoulder season so what the purpose of it is is to extend that shoulder season as much as it is to promote us as a food destination and to bring to let people know so there's actually great video campaigns that they've put out which um i think you would have seen that one yeah yeah. um so yeah 
Tom Flavin is an, uh, a food champion um, along with a number of other individuals that are geographically spread throughout the country and one of their initiatives was the hashtag This Is Irish Food right, on yeah. social media which encourages people to take nice photographs, good Definitely. photographs of, of food in a plate that's done up beautifully, that's very tasty, using all these wonderful ingredients and to use it in social media to try and raise the profile of of the quality of the food because we are so blessed with these amazing ingredients. Yeah, Yeah, so we have decided to adopt that as well um, and we're adopting a West Limerick food. So this, I I suppose I'll just bring it back there, this programme is for West Limerick food businesses, um, specifically due to the nature of the funding that that we're we're working with um but we are going to be adopting these things that have been done already from the food champions and the this is irish food is an excellent one um i see the boyne valley food series using it on all of their posts so it's great for any kind of twitter search any kind of instagram search any kind of um, facebook search and you can find it's not just the the imagery you can be attaching to any of your events and your festivals. So um, really good way to find out what's happening kind of this week or this month or, you know, what's happening in food. It's specifically in the Irish context. Together we are stronger and collaboration is hugely important. And the way to achieve that is by networking. And that is an important aspect of your food destination program. That is actually the core of it. And that's 100% what we're trying to achieve. What I found, no, I'm not actually from West Limerick myself, and um, I I moved here to, like, just under two years ago. As you said, I have a huge interest in food, and I, and I was blessed to go on your food tour. It was a real, it was fantastic. It was a really good eye opener. Um, so from that, I was got really excited. I was like, oh my, this is great! It's it's a foodie destination that I didn't know about, um, and I was just blown away by the quality that we have here. But I just noticed and. It's just not connected up. There's nothing anywhere that says West Limerick is a food destination or come to West Limerick to experience, you know, the different producers. I won't won't name all the restaurants because I can't name them all at once, so I won't name any. But there's an amazing wealth. And I've, like, I've only experienced two or three, you know, a week or a month or, you know, and still I've got plenty to, to get through. But I just noticed that there's no real connection. There's no trail. There's no network. There's no joined up thinking to promote each other together so that's a huge part of this program is to get people working together and creating experiences and keep people in the area and you have Tina O'Dwyer from the tourism space who is the facilitator and she is very experienced in the area of food tourism absolutely Tina's we're, we're absolutely blessed to have Tina she's um she's the kind of forerunner in the area of developing these she's worked in on the Sligo food trail um she's worked she was a core in developing the Burren food trail uh, they developed that as part of a geopark um, more of an environmental program that they were working on uh, to develop the eco park in the Burren and by her working with those communities um, she met with a, like Brigitte who will be uh, advising Brigitte is from the Burren Smokehouse she'll be advising on this and was a main driver for the Burren food trail and we've quite lucky there again the barn's only across the way across the estuary so um, we've got access to their experience and we can connect with them and learn from what they've done as well but Tina's fabulous um, she also runs the tour as you said the tourism space and she focuses on destination development and I think more so as much as this is about the food experience 
It's about the developing of a destination to there's an, like West Limerick's amazing. There is so much to see and do, but for a lot of people, it's it's the road to carry or the road to um, you know you know what I mean. Um, so and even people aren't you know they'll be coming to Limerick and they'll just come to the city or they might bypass it all together and just go to the cliffs. And so we're looking to let people know the wealth of what we have, not just in food, but also of things to do and scenery and ancient history and um, culture. There's just so much available here. And we see this as being a way to complement the work that we're doing in tourism, but also develop it as a tourism product as well. I think sometimes people don't appreciate what's in their doorstep or they don't realise the value of what they have in their doorstep. And one of the ways to really open your eyes and see what you've got is to go and visit other places. Absolutely. And you have some field trips built we into do, the programme. Definitely. Um, as I said before, this programme is 100%, well, well, it's about learning from others' experiences and developing a unique product ourselves. We have a greenway being developed here in West Limerick, um, not just in Limerick. It's part of was the Great Southern Trail. It's now the Great Southern Greenway. It's not something that's been launched yet because it's being developed in processes. And one thing that developed the greenway was the Gourmet Greenway um, in Mayo, and that was de- uh, delivered by Mulroney Park Hotel years ago. And that was actually kind of what developed the process of the Greenway as opposed to the other way around. We noticed the opportunity while the Greenway is being, the infrastructure is being developed along it, we've got some fantastic food businesses along the way that we can get working together. We want to inspire them with this program of how they can develop their product, develop their tour visitor experience to emulate. So we've got a trip to Waterford Greenway around about the time of their food festival so tying in those two things together, what if we've got, is it the uh, Dungarvan Food Festival or is it, it's a Harvest it's, Food Festival? It's the West Waterford the West Festival Waterford of Food Festival, yeah. I've, I always mix them up together there. So it's a great foodie experience. That's, a, that's something that people travel to from miles around every year. Um, I haven't been to it myself, so I can't wait to go. <laughs> I've been to it. And Have I you? think it's important to remember that the population in Dungarvan is very similar to the population of Newcastle West. Okay, yeah. And the footfall for that particular festival is amazing. Mm-hmm. The programme of events is absolutely amazing. We spoke last week or a few weeks ago to the chief executive oh, of the, yeah. the actual event who went through a number of the different details. Now, they are... They're lucky that they have the likes of Paul Flynn and Eunice Parr, who would be two key chefs and very well-known chefs. Yes. But equally, we're very lucky in West Limerick. Absolutely. We have the likes of Wade Murphy. We mm-hmm. have the award-winning Mustard Seed. That yes. We do have lots of yep. of well-known places yep. there that can really help to raise the, the profile. Yeah, well, that that would be fantastic. We, As I said, we do have Wade um, has been involved in a lot of the work we've been doing, as has, as has Tom. And to have that them as not necessarily drivers but completely behind us and supporting what we're doing we feel will definitely uh, raise the profile and we hope that the the more successful businesses do kind of roll in and bring their support even though they might not necessarily need us need this if you know what i mean as a as a product they'll definitely benefit from it from developing that community and developing those networks i mean it's it's worth it's beneficial to all of us to extend that season and to raise the profile of the region for the quality of the food. Well, A.A. Gill said, if you want to be a better writer, you need to read. So I think to be a better food producer, to be a better hotelier, you need to go and visit 
Definitely. other areas Absolutely. and benchmark from that and learn yep. from that. It's that sort of similar type of of work can really improve what you Absolutely. do and what you have to offer. The you mentioned earlier about Vulture Ireland mm-hmm. from the middle of September yes. until the middle of November, they are going to be out all corners of the world promoting Irish food definitely and they want different events so the culmination of this programme is going to be around that time of the year definitely and you want there to be lots of different events taking place yeah preferably with people collaborating together that would be fantastic absolutely now that's the ideal and that's the goal um, we wouldn't want to be prescriptive in what people put together. So it's a great time of year. A lot of harvest festivals would happen, you know, say around the, maybe not a harvest festival, I might be using the wrong term there, but um, say it's coming into that October period and um, somebody might want to do like a pumpkin patch and do a special, you know, something towards Halloween or do something that uh, represents the end of the summer. Do you know, like these kinds of things, we wouldn't be dictating what, what that event would be. Um, but we would want people to be thinking and doing something for that period and um, making the most of the promotional opportunity that's being afforded to them by Fulcher Island promoting us outside of the outside of the country. And another potential benefit is there's funding opportunities yeah. there also. Yeah, as I mentioned at the very start, this whole program came about from the Leader Food Initiative, and that's a national program. There's... It's a rolling application process. So people, anybody in West Limerick, anybody nationally can apply to their local development company. But in particular for this program, there are some criteria that need to be met. Um, but within that, there is um, up to 50, 50% funding, um, up to a maximum of 200000 For It could be for manufacturing, it could be for machinery, it could be for the development of a brand and a marketing program. You could be to develop a food festival. Um, if you want to bring a collective group together and uh, do some analysis of another region, like the actual scope for the projects that will be considered is huge. So long as at the core of it, it's developing the food sector and small, medium and artisan food sector. So we're not talking about, you know, small is below 50 um, employees and below 10 million turnover. Um, micro is... Uh, yeah, micro is below 10 and um, I think it's 5 million and turnover and then, or maybe it's 2 million turnover and then artisan is, you know, it's artisan, it's cottage industry, it's, you know, mum and dad producer, that kind of thing. Um, but so that's, that. They're the, but they can come together collectively. So groups of those can come together and cl- market themselves collectively if they want to. So the scope is huge, um, but it just wouldn't be for the big conglomerates. <laughs> and, and before you get to that stage, then there are a number of workshops still to take place from public relations for food tourism, digital marketing, the field trips that you mentioned. Like there's lots happening. And if people want to find out about those, how do they get in touch? And it's still open to Absolutely. anybody that's in West Limerick. Yeah. In the food or drink sector, yeah, um, either in West Limerick and in the in the sector, and that's across the board. If you've got a pub, any any food producers, any restaurants, hotels, it's open to anybody who's dealing with food, because um, we want us all working together. Um, I suppose just to explain the program, just just to refine the explanation a little bit more, what we've been working on so far, we've had two workshops where we separated the service providers and the food providers and then the hope was to bring them back together. And those workshops are about refining 
what the West Limerick food story is. Um, from that came a lot of um, history about how co-ops developed and how dairy was so strong. And out of that came the conversation as to why is dairy so strong. It's because the land is so good, the grass is so green, those kinds of things. So teasing out from those those workshops was a way of developing a story. And now what we want to do is write that story. So it was it was capturing what those what that imagery was, what's important to people who've grown up in the area or have moved to the area, who are involved in the sector, knowing what that story is, and now we're going to move to how do we tell that story. So we have to build that story still, and that's what the next two workshops will be based on. Then we'll break for the summer period because it's very busy, and obviously we're taking a tourism note with this, so that's when we've got our visitors coming, the, the majority of the visitors. So we'll reconvene then sort of towards the end of the season before the, um, before the culmination of the series of events. And that's when the web marketing will happen, when the PR work will happen. So we hope that people will have a story to tell, will have agreed the, the undercurrent of what that story is. So we're all telling the same thing. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And if they want to get in touch with yeah. you, how do they do that? Yeah, so I am available on um Twitter at Katrina Scully and I'll just spell my name C-A-I-T-R-I-O-N-A and that's Scully S-C-U-L-L-Y so you can get me personally on Twitter um, you can get me on the email so on the email cscully at wlr.ie and then there's a phone number as well if anyone does anyone still use phones no <laughs> if anyone wants to call me and have a chat the office number here is 0696222 fantastic well listen thanks so much for telling me all about it today best of luck with it and we look forward to finding out what events are going to take place later on in the year thank you you're listening to the best possible taste with Sharon Newman. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Katrina Scully, Leader Project Officer with West Limerick Resources, shared details about the West Limerick Food Destination Programme. And if the initiative is of interest to you, be sure to get in touch with Katrina. If you're just tuning in now, you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Next up tonight, we're going to hear from Manuela Spinelli. I spoke to Manuela earlier this evening on the phone. She is the Secretary General of Eurotalk Ireland, the European Community of Chefs and Cooks, which recently finished taking nominations for its annual food awards. Let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Manuela, you're very welcome to the programme this evening. You're the Secretary General of Eurotalk Ireland. Just remind the listeners what Eurotalk is. Hi Sharon. Eurotalk Ireland is a community of chefs and cooks whose vision and objective is to preserve our culinary heritage and to inspire the future generations. It's a members association composed of about 160 chefs uh, and also welcomes associate members 
producer associate members, and we now have about 50 producer members. The information for people who want to become part of the association are available on the website, which is, which is euro-talk.ie. And uh, we welcome chefs, whether they are men, women, or whatever the sector, whether they work in restaurants or in hotels, who share the same ethos that we try to promote, to share our vision, who work to preserve our culinary heritage, who work using local seasonal artisan products, and fundamentally who want to be part of a nurturing community of like-minded people. Most of the work uh, that Eurotalk does evolves around, uh, number one, the relationship between the chef and the producers, and we're really focusing on the the connection and the and the collaboration between chefs and producers this year. And the second part of the work that we do is dedicated to young chef education uh, through the Young Chef of the Year competition. It was founded by Myrtle Allen from Ballymaloo, who sadly passed away last year. Yes, that is correct. It was founded by Mrs. Allen in uh, 1986. So it's uh, quite a long-standing association and uh, it is um, it is run by a Commissioner General and incidentally we have just had a new appointment. So Gareth Mullins, who is Executive Chef at the Market Hotel in Dublin, has just taken over from... Graham Neville of DAX, who was our Commissioner General for the past three years. And you mentioned there that producers can be members also. And one of the initiatives that you run every year is the Food Awards, which are a very prestigious awards, which I would imagine any producer in Ireland would be honoured to win. Yes, uh, uh, correct. So the Food Awards would be the key activity of uh, the Food Council, we, we have within the organization, we have two working groups. One is the Food Council, which is dedicated to all of the action and interaction with producers uh, and with ingredients, and then another working group that's dedicated to member services and events. The remit of the Food Council is to organize the Food Awards, which we would like to think that are uh, one of the most prestigious awards available in, in, in the country. What makes the Food Award, the Eurotalk Food Award, uh, a little bit different from the other existing awards is that they are selected by chefs themselves. Um, so uh, it is our chefs who vote their favorite uh, producers. And um, the our Food Council um, carried out a full review of of the awards last year and um, have developed um, categories um, for for each of the five awards. So the five awards are assigned to uh, the categories of water, farm, land, artisan produce, and um, they have, there's a craft award. And uh, this year, you, you did mention... Mrs. Allen, uh, who sadly passed away last year, Eurotalks had 
designed a sixth special award for outstanding contribution, uh, which in the past has been commended to either a chef, a producer, or an advocate for Irish food and hospitality. This year, it has been decided that these awards should be renamed as the Mutual Allen Award in honour of Mrs. Allen. That's a lovely tribute to her and one that I'm sure she would be very pleased to know about, although she was an incredibly modest lady, so she might be a bit embarrassed by it also. Yeah, that is correct. And actually, it's, it's, it's interesting you should say that because the whole idea uh, behind this award is to actually honour the unsung heroes, people who work in the background, who are not necessarily known or, 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 or known in the public eye, if you will. Well, let's talk about some of the previous winners because many of them, I'm delighted to say, have been guests on the show here at some stage. For example, Maria Flynn from Bally McKenney Farm, who does those wonderful purple potatoes. Yes, uh, last year. So last year was the first year that the new categories of Waterland Farm Artisan Produce and Craft were introduced. And as part of, of that new format, we had five uh, incredible uh, and worthy winners. And uh, so, yes, uh, Ballymacleny Farm uh, were awarded in the category of Headed as Land. Um, for her heritage potatoes. The uh, Corleggi cheese, Silke and Tom Crop were awarded uh, in the category of artisan produce. And the whole idea was to celebrate the second generation of producers. Um, then we had Duncastle oysters in the category of water uh, for what we call the Island Nation Award. Uh, we had uh, Woodcock Smokery, Sally Barnes, awarded in the uh, craft category for protection of culinary skills and craft. And we had Sony Duck, uh, Kenneth Moffat, who was awarded in the category farm. And you had a fabulous award ceremony. It was up at Ashford Castle last year and all of these food producers, food was available for the, the guests to enjoy on the on the day, as well as many other um, products from other yes. food producers. And next month, you'll have the 2019 awards, and they're up in County Cavan this year. Yes, that is correct. So as part of our review last year, we wanted to create an event which would uniquely bring together chefs and producers focusing on the theme uh, that we, we have branded as chef new producers. Um, so the whole idea is to give chefs and producers a platform to come together in a very informal way, in a very organic way, and to just chat and get to know each other and get to know the produce. So thanks to the help and support of Executive Chef Philip Farino at the Dashville Castle, we were able to organize an unprecedented event. Uh, we were extremely lucky because the, the weather was uh, on our side and uh, we were able to host the event in the World Garden at Ashford Castle. It was a magnificent day. We had uh, over 150 participants between chefs and producers 
and we welcomed uh, uh, because it was the first event of of this type that we organized. You know, the Food Awards that traditionally been an intimate event. So because it was the first event of its kind, and we wanted to use it to reconnect to our pool of producers and to producers out there, what we decided to do was to invite all of the former winners of the Eurotalks Food Awards presented by Airgrid, and then we decided to invite all of last year's nominees as well as all of our uh, member producers. So it was really a welcome uh, opportunity for people to come together, and uh, it was a magnificent day. So this year we have the hard <laughs> task to try and organize something equally as um, as uh, engaging, um, and uh, we will be hosting the uh, Food Award Ceremony up in Virginia Park Lodge with the help and support of uh, Richard Corrigan. Um, the events will be held on, the t- on Monday, the 27th of May. Um, and uh, we do hope uh, to, uh, to match what we did last year. I'm sure you absolutely will. So we have to wait another month and a bit until we find out who this year's winners are. So we will talk to you again whenever those are announced. Yes, yes. In the meantime, four of your members have actually come together to do an amazing charity event in Cork. It's four members who have Michelin stars. Yes, that is correct, actually. Um, uh, It's a charity event, which was a brainchild of uh, one of our long-standing members, Ross Lewis of Chapter One, um, who, with a couple of friends, organised this, this charity event, which uh, seems to be the a bit of a the, the event of the year down in in Cork, I believe. Um, and uh, we, Eurotalks Ireland, got involved because all of these four participating chefs are members of the association. Um, and it, uh, so it involves Ross Lewis of Chapter One, uh, Robbie Crowich of uh, the Chestnut, Takashi Miyazaki and Ahmed Dede. And uh, we, um, Eurotalks Ireland, we got involved um, to support the, the charity really in the form of um, me doing a bit of work on the floor really. <laughs> Well, it sounds like it's going to be a fabulous night. It's a fantastic opportunity to experience the cuisine by four Michelin star chefs on one occasion, which doesn't happen very often. Yes, absolutely. It is. And I, I, I think it will be, you know, it is a unique, uh, a unique opportunity. And uh, I'm sure Cork will welcome it with open arms. And I have all the details here thanks to the Irish Examiner. So it's on Monday, April the 29th and it's hosted in North Main Street's Raven Bar and the proceeds from the tickets, which are €225 each, go to two charities and the two charities are Penny Dinners and the Simon Community. So two homeless charities. 
both very deserving charities and I'm sure they'll be very appreciative of the funds raised from it. So fair play to Ross Lewis, who is from Cork, originally um, returning back to his native city and working alongside those three other fantastic chefs. So you're going to be busy, Manuela, for the next couple of months with two very special events. So we look forward to seeing you at both of them and no doubt you'll be breaking out the red lipstick. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you for having me. Great to talk to you this evening. Thanks again. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break we heard from Manuela Spinelli, Secretary General of Eurotalk Ireland, the European Community of Chefs and Cooks, about the Association's annual food awards and the dinner taking place in Cork on Monday, April the 29th to raise money for the Simon Community and Penny Dinners. If you're just tuning in now, you might want to catch The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. The podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Now, before we finish up tonight, some news about an egg-related competition. Board Bia and the Irish Egg Association are on the hunt for Ireland's most exciting recipes from chefs all over the country. And we don't mean breakfast or brunch. We're talking lunch, dinner, tapas and any other expressions from creative chef experts. Entries are open to professional chefs and cooks in Ireland and the winner and four regional runners-up will be selected by Georgina Campbell and the Board Bia team. And don't forget to use Board Bia quality assured eggs in your recipe so you know they have been produced to the highest Board Bia quality standards and have been verified at every stage. Good luck if you're entering that. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks so much for tuning in and to my guests, Katrina Scully and Manuela Spinelli. I look forward to being back next week with more food and drink news for you. So until then, bon appétit. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. To get in touch with The Best Possible Taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org. As in, Queen of Organisation. Bon Appetit.